This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. Hello and welcome to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. Let me ask you, do you ever feel like you're stuck? You're stuck at a certain level of business. You're stuck in your income or your wealth. Do you ever feel trapped by your business? Do you feel like you're just trying really hard and you're working really hard, but you just don't seem to be getting ahead? Well, believe me, I've been there. In today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, I'm going to share with you the seven secrets to becoming a wealthy or wealthier contractor. Essentially, what we're going to talk about is how do you get what you want? How do you really get what you want? Whether that's more money, more free time, um, better relationships, more time and money to be able to do the things that you want to do in the world, whether it's service or having fun or traveling. That's what we're going to talk about in this episode of the podcast. Now, this is a little bit different. I'm not going to be interviewing anybody. You're just going to be getting me. This is a recording from a presentation that I did very recently on the seven secrets to becoming a wealthy or wealthier contractor. There is a lot here. This episode is a little bit longer, well, quite a bit longer than normal. I thought about breaking it up into a couple parts, but it's better if you get the whole thing all at once. So I hope you'll stick with it. There is a lot of really good stuff here. We talk about mindset, strategies, tactics, what's holding you back, and what are some ways that you can really get ahead and really live your best life. So I hope you enjoy it. Hope you get a ton of value out of it. So before we get started, I'm going to ask you for a favor. When you're done with this episode, if you enjoyed it, if you got value out of it, please go over to iTunes right when it's done. Please go over to iTunes and leave a review. Let us know how we're doing. I would really appreciate it. Let's get to it. So what we're going to talk about here is the seven secrets to becoming a wealthy or wealthier contractor. This is not only for people that are not already wealthy. Okay, everything we're going to talk about will make you wealthier. Okay, so a lot of our clients are already very wealthy. A lot of the people that are, you know, that may or may not be here today, um, that are on the list, the wealthy contractor list, that are in the wealthy contractor program, are already very wealthy. This is all about how do we get more of what we want in life. All right, so. Um, this is going to be for you today if um, you're trying real hard, you're working real hard, and you're just not seeming to get ahead. You may feel like something is missing. Um, you may be stuck at a certain level of business, income, or wealth. Now, look, you could be stuck at making $2 million a year with a $10 million net worth. And your goal is to do $3.5 million in income and a $20 million. It's the principles are the same. It doesn't matter if your income's 20,000, 200,000, 2 million, or 20 million. All of this stuff is all, uh, can be applied to wherever you are on the wealthy scale. Um, do you feel trapped by your business? All right. 
If so, you know, if you've got any of these things going on, then you have come to the right place. Now, one thing that I will say to, you, to all of you, the wealthy contractor is not only about money, right? So we're going to talk a little bit more about that as we go along. But it's not only about money. It's about living the life that you want to live, all right? So, what I, you know, I, I know people that are worth tens of millions of dollars, right? And that's, that's them, you know? I know other people that are worth a million bucks. Happiness, happiness and fulfillment of life is individual. It's unique. It's not about you, you and me having the same goals, right? What my goals are are not the same as I, I was talking with, with a friend of mine last night. This guy runs one of the most successful companies in the country. He asked me, how are you doing? How's business? He always asks me. I told him it's great. I said, I'm not making your kind of money, but it's great. Yeah, and we kind of do that to ourselves. You know, we make those comparisons to other people, which is very dangerous, by the way. But with this guy, you know, we've known each other for a long time. And, and so, um, but his goals are different than mine. You know, what he does and what his ambitions are in life are different from mine. So, um, wealthy contractor is about, and you'll see as we go along here, it's about living your best life. It's about being the best version of you, whether that's, you know, a million dollars, 10 million, 100 million, whatever, that's for you to decide. Now, every instance, I think you guys lost me there for a second, every instance of something not working in your life is because of a negative thought pattern, belief, or habit. Today, what I want to do is I want to give you some awareness and some tools that you might use in order to break through wherever you are, whatever is holding you back from getting you to the place where you want to be, all right? Now, you're going to notice a lot of the focus is going to be on money, but it's not only about money. The principles we're going to talk about, the principles we're going to discuss apply to everything. It's about the, the principles for the attraction of money and wealth are the same for the creation of the life that we want, the life that we desire for ourselves. Okay? So don't let that throw you. The, the principles are the same. Now, admittedly, and probably some of it already, is uh, some of what you're going to hear will be a little bit out there. All right? This stuff is out there, okay, for many of us, for many of us. For some people, a lot of what you're going to see here just comes natural. It's, 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 it's naturally inside of them. Can't explain why, but it's natural, all right? So for a lot of us, it's taking us way outside of what we know, what we're comfortable with. Now, here's what I will tell you. Just like everything else, when it comes to business strategy that I give you, um, business tactics, it's all based on real-world experience. 
Okay, real world experience. Now, what a lot of what you're going to see here today is from my own personal experience. I'm going to share a couple of things with you. It's based on intense study. Like, since I, you know, I was given the book Think and Grow Rich when I was still in high school. And it started me off on an amazing path. You see sometimes, or not sometimes, you see behind me my bookcase. Um, this is just some of the books. These are the books that, I mean, these are, it just kind of keeps going. You know, I don't know if you could see all of that, but, you know, it goes all over there. It goes down there. Um, there are books that, there are books that I've read. There are cassette tape programs. Anybody remember cassette tapes? By the way, I still have some. I'm going to show you something over here. For some of my favorite cassette tape recordings, look at what I have. I have a portable cassette tape recorder so that I could listen to some of those old, awesome cassette tapes. All right? I'm serious about this. I started with cassette tapes. Then I went to CDs. Then now we're into MP3. Right, we're into downloading and listening to podcasts and music and stuff on our phones in our cars. It's what I did when you know. So anyway, so personal experience, study, seminars. I've done all kinds of stuff, and close association. I hang out with very successful people, as you should too. Um, and so I am perceptive. I learn. Um, everything we discuss here about achievements is, of course, within legal, ethical, and moral bounds. Never outside. I thought I needed to put that in there so that when I say some of the things that I'm going to say coming forward, you don't automatically react with, well, yeah, but they do illegal things or they're unethical. I don't want to be unethical to make money. You don't have to to make money, to get what you want in life, you don't have to do anything illegal, you don't have to do anything unethical, and you don't have to do anything immoral. Okay? You follow your own set of values. Right? Do some people make money that way? Of course. Of course. There's rotten people in the world. But you don't have to do it that way, and you don't have to use it as an excuse for why you're not where you want to be. Every high achiever, i got to get this out of my way here. Every high achiever, every ultra-successful contractor or entrepreneur or person has certain habits that have made them successful. Now here, like I said, I'm going to share some of them with you. I've given you, you know, I've put together seven. Seven that I think are really good. Um, this is not meant, I'm not sure where you are. I'm not sure if you were a diehard like me and you've been doing this for the last almost 30 years or if you're somebody that's just going to be hearing this stuff for the first time or you're somewhere in between. Regardless of where you are, this is meant to bring some awareness and maybe start you off in um, some new thinking patterns. I should also say, this presentation was designed for business owners. 
people that have their own businesses. Now, I'm sure there are some of you uh, listening that are not business owners, and that's fine because a lot of these principles will apply to you also. All right, I'm just slanting it more towards the business owner, um, the contractor, the entrepreneur. However, again, if you're a salesperson, if you're a um, um, work in the office, if you're whoever you are, these all of these same principles govern your life as well. So, with that said, um, let's ask an important question. Why did you go into business for yourself? Why did you go into business for yourself? I want you to think about this for a minute. Now, I started to think about this. So I started in business when I was 24, 23, 24, just when I was finishing school. I was a commissioned salesperson for like three years. So it was like 24, okay? I'm 49 now. It's 25. It was my 25th anniversary. <laughs> but... Um, you know, in business, you've got hard times, you've got good times, you've got, this is all I've done for 25 years. I've never taken a paycheck from anybody since I was 24 years old. There are times where I'd have to ask myself, why in the hell am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? And that helped me live another day. <laughs> that helped me get to the next place that I needed to get, right? There's only been one time in my life, one, that I thought, maybe I just need to go get a job. And that lasted about four or five days. About four or five days. That was it in 25 years, right? But the answer to this question, the answer to this question is what really helped to move me forward and keep me moving forward. So I'd love to see in the chat box, I'd love to see some of your answers because they fall into most of them. 80, 90% of what you say will fall into one of four categories. Okay. If anybody wants to share, just go put it into, just put that into the question box. Okay. Because I, I'm really curious to know some of the reasons. Okay. Why did you go into business for yourself? Here's what I discovered. Here's what I discovered. <laughs> Good answer, Kathy, because I was sick of working my behind off for someone else. Brian, um, freedom to do what I want, when I want. Absolutely. That was my number one thing, by the way. Control, flexibility. My number one thing was I didn't want anybody telling me what to do with my time. I didn't want anyone to tell me I had to be at work every morning at 8 o'clock, 8.30, on the dot. Okay? I did that when I was from 16 until 21. I worked in a restaurant. And uh, I had to be on time. And I... I was. I was there. The one time I wasn't, the one time I was, I'll never forget it. I can still picture the, that asshole that I worked for. He comes running out the back door. I'm parking my car. I'm, he comes out the back door. He says, go home. You're late. 
something like that. I could see it. I don't exactly remember the words, but I still see it. And that struck me. The other thing was I didn't want anybody to put a limit on how much money I could make. That was a big one for me uh, as well. Um, and I would imagine for a lot of you as well. The other thing, you know, so there's there's four of them, and I and I kind of, you know, as I went looking for, you know, as I started to process my own answers, you go and you look for evidence in the world, right, that th you're not the only one. And so when I joined the strategic coach program, um, Dan Sullivan, he talked about the freedoms of the entrepreneurs, that the, we, we do this. I didn't know how to express it back then, um, but once I got into the program, he, he expressed it as freedom. It's ultimately all about freedom. And, and what he's defined over his 40-plus years of coaching high-level entrepreneurs is that it really comes down to these four things, time, money, relationship, and purpose. So control of you, you get to, you know, do what you want when you want. Um, you make as much money as you want. Um, you get to do business and have relationships with people you choose. So if I did what I did as, you know, if I was a hired person at G4 Marketing Group and the owner of the company brought in clients that I didn't like, I'd have to work with them, right? Because it was my job. Today, if I don't like you, I ain't doing business with you. I don't have to. Don't need to, right? And so I have that, you know, that's important to me. It's also important to me who I spend my time with outside of the business, right? So I have control over that. I have freedom for that. And the last thing is purpose. It's like, what more do you want? What more do you want in life? So, you know, for a lot of people, it's about they want to serve. Um, I have clients that go on mission trips. Um, I have uh, clients that are doing some really good stuff in the world, and uh, their business is a vehicle for letting them do some of those some of those things, right? So ultimately, we have to understand why we do this. Why do why did we get into this for ourselves in the first place? So now that we kind of know that, the question is, how's it going for you in those four key areas? Do you have control over your time? You know, do you get to do what you want when you do it? Are you making the money that all of the money that you want to be making, right? Are you in those relationships that you want to be in? Are you able to go beyond the business and do things outside of the business, right? So, you know, how's it going for you? So, um, you know, for, for some people, it's like, yeah, you know, especially now when it comes to money. This year, 2017, you know, it's a good year for money. A lot of people making a lot of money, and I hope you're one of them. I hope you are. But if you're not, if you're not where quite where you want to be, I spoke with a client last week. I asked him, you know, he's telling me he wants to do this marketing, that, and this. And I said, stop, hold on a minute. How much money do you want to make this year? Where are you? You're halfway through the year. Where are you? Right? Are you on target or are you off target? He said he was off. I said, okay. So now let's look at that gap and let's see how to fix that. So how's it going for you? Now, here is the truth about us, about human beings. We are magnets, and we are very powerful magnets. 
whatever we focus on, whatever we think about, whatever we read about, whatever we talk about, we attract into our lives. That's how it works. I have not seen anything that disproves this in all of my years of living. Okay? And I, if you think about it, I doubt you have either. Now, here's the other part of that. The magnet is always working. If you want to be, do, or have something you don't have right now, you've got to do things a little different than you've been doing them. And that kind of, you know, is going to start leading us into what are some of the, the strategies, what are the secrets, okay? Now, the truth of it is, the truth of it is, even though we are these very powerful magnets, most people are so busy reacting to what's happening to them. You know, and I put two, if you can see the screen, I put two in italics for a reason, right? Because most people think stuff's happening to them, but that's a whole other conversation. So they're so busy reacting to what's happening to them rather than consciously, purposefully, and proactively creating their lives, right? So we get, you know, we've got this past programming that's going on in our, in our heads where we say stuff like this to ourselves all day. So being, doing, or having fill in the blank, you know, a million dollars is not possible for me. Or I don't deserve to have a million dollars. I'm not good enough to take three weeks of vacation. Only people that, this was, this was one for me that I had to deal with, only people that come from rich families get rich. I had to deal with that. That was a parent issue. Okay? There was an us and them issue. Right? I've gone past it. So these are some of the things that we've got to be thinking about. This is the past programming that's interrupting and getting in the way of us having what we really want. Let's get into the seven, what I call secrets. The Again, the most successful people, the highest achievers, will have all of these things going on, okay? The first thing that we're going to start with is you know what you want, why you want it, and you want it really bad. The last part's really important. And I didn't understand this completely until probably the last five years, okay? There's one quality which one must possess to win, and that is definiteness of purpose, knowing why you want something, the knowledge of what one wants, knowing what you want, and a burning desire to possess it. This is from the book Think and Grow Rich, okay? This is my original copy. This is the one that was given to me when I was 18 years old, and I feel bad that I never gave it back to the guy. Um, but you'll see it's all yellowed. Um, you'll see that you know I've got highlights all throughout um, this book. There's pages that I've dog-eared. This book is, by the way, a book that every 
Um, if you look at the highest achievers, the most successful people, nine out of ten of them will list this book as one of the top three books that has affected their lives. Okay? So, and the reason I'm beating this up and I'm going over it is because um, I'm telling you this, this burning desire, as Napoleon Hill called it, um, is a critical component of, want, of getting what you want. Now, how do you how do you go about this? So the thing that you've got to think about is what do you really want? Like really, really want. And here on the left, I've just given you some, you know, some, some areas that you could look at. Income and wealth. How much money do you want to make this year? How much wealth do you want to have by the end of the year? How much money do you want? How much income? How much wealth? Okay? you got to know. got to have a number. How much time off do you want? How much control of your time do you want? What about your home? So this is, I think I mentioned it in the, in the last webinar. Me and Addy just bought a new house. And um, it's incredible how many of the things that we wanted in a house that this house had, it's just kind of funny how it works, but these are, you know, we were, these were the things that we wanted. You know, one of the stupid things that I wanted was a circular driveway. So, of course, when I pulled up to this house and I, I see it, it's got a circular driveway, I'm like, damn, that's cool, you know? We wanted higher ceilings. You know, the houses around here, you know, some of them do, some of them don't. They're older, you know. Newer had high ceilings. What do you want your home to be? You know, family-wise, what do you want for your family? You know, what about fun and travel? You know, we're leaving tomorrow, not tomorrow, Friday. We're going on a, on a vacation for a week, you know. Um, we love that. But it's something we, we want, and uh, it's something that we plan, and it's something that we make happen. Um, your health. You know, how you feel about yourself. Um, what about a vehicle, car, a boat, a plane, something? You know, what do you want? Um, I um, People ask me all the time, you know, where does the name G4 Marketing come from? And I tell them that it comes from my dream car. I don't know if you guys can see this or not, but this is called the Gulfstream Gulfstream 4. Now, this is as close as I've gotten to it, right, to getting one. Um, but, uh, you know, it's here. It's in front of me all the time. Um, now, one of the things, so here's the interesting thing. When I was 30 years old, when I was 30 years old, um, this was something I really wanted. Um, now that I'm 49, not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I haven't decided yet if this is really what I want. But, I still have the thing, you know, it's still here. Another thing, another thing that I've wanted, this is a 1965 Mustang Fastback, okay? And this is kind of the color that I wanted it, all right? Kind of cool, right? So this is, this is, you're, I'm showing you the stuff that I want, all right? And then um, what about, you know, service, you know, is there something that you want to do? I have a lot of clients that do a lot of work with their church. 
I have clients that do mission trips. Um, it's up to you. You know, whatever you want. And then whatever other stuff that you want. You know, do you like, you know, watches? Do you, I like watches. You know, stuff, you know. Um, oh, Robert, you owned that back in the day, a 1968 GT390. Wish, yeah, I wish you still had it, too. Um, my father actually, my father actually had this car. And I don't know, it's just one of those things, you know, maybe father and son both kind of, you know, really are attracted to the same things, which is weird because that's probably like the only thing that we have in common that we would both really uh, enjoy. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, what do you want? Now, Here's where people start to get a little messed up. They want, and I wouldn't have shown you this when I bought it four or five years ago. You know why? Because I would have seen that as, well, you know, I don't want to show people what I want. I don't want to, I don't want them to think what, fill in the blank, you know, whatever. But you know what I know now? There's nothing wrong with wanting what you want. And in fact, the only way you're ever going to get what you want is by really wanting it. And you can't let other people tell you otherwise. You know, you can't let other people get in the way. Now, one thing I'll say that I learned as well is about this thing called the law of polarity. And with the law of polarity, it basically says that there's, you know, two sides to every coin, right? There's light, there's dark. There's black, there's white, there's, um, you know, hot, there's cold, there's everything. And, you know, there's two ends of the spectrum on everything. And what the law, so with the law of polarity says that if in my mind I have the desire for this, the way to get to that is available. Otherwise, I couldn't think the thought. Otherwise, I could not put the desire in my mind. And that will mess with you a little bit, right? Even this, even this, right? Now, I haven't wrapped my head around this yet, but because the desire is planted, there is a way for me to get from here to here. Just same for you, you know? Your desire is to make, if you thought it, my desire is to make a million dollars a year. The way to get there is available to you. Otherwise, the thought, the desire would never be placed in your head, would never show up, okay? That was a, that's a biggie, right? Now, here's where stuff gets real, all right? It's one thing to want what you want. It's a whole other thing to now start bringing it about in your life. So secret number two is you got to take 100%, not 99, not 99.5, 100% responsibility for every outcome in your life. So everything that happens in your life is because of you. You are the creator. You created it. Whether it's good, it's bad, it's ugly, it's whatever, it's on you. And you have to believe that. Because if you believe that, that is the only way, it's the only way 
that you're really going to be able to get to where you really want to go. Because in every month, because if you take 100% responsibility, then what you will know is that in every moment, every moment, right now I have a choice of what I put into my head for the next moment. And then I get to decide how I respond. So if somebody comes to me, so if I say I want this and this and this, let's just say the car, okay? I'll keep bringing up the car because it's the thing I've wanted the most, you know, for years. And somebody now says to me, one of you says, you know, on this, on this, ah, come on, those are expensive. You'll never get one of those. Or why do you want one of those? They're old. They're this. They're that. I have a choice. I could either let that infect my mind or I can choose to say, that's fine, but I want that, and I want it really bad. It's my choice. Now, I'll tell you this. The happiest people I know, the happiest people I know have two things in common. One is they take 100% responsibility for their lives because they understand that when I take responsibility for my life, now I have control. We all want control, right? We all want control, or at least a perception of control. Only way you'll have any sense of control over your life is through responsibility, being 100% responsible. The most miserable people you will ever meet in your life, and I have one in my family, the most miserable people you will ever meet in your life are on the exact opposite end of that scale. They take zero responsibility or 2% responsibility for their lives. These are the people that are always telling you why Something can't happen because of something outside of themselves. Because of something outside of themselves. Okay? That is lack of responsibility. So what are some of the things that you can do right now, you know, to take more responsibility? Well, one thing is play, pay really close attention to the mental chatter. What is going on in your head? So some of the telltale signs that you are not taking responsibility are if you place blame on someone else for something that happened to you. All blame is right here. If I don't hit my numbers this month, I'm not blaming a salesperson. I'm not blaming my business partner. I'm not blaming somebody in the office. I'm not blaming the economy. I'm not blaming the president. I'm not blaming nothing. I'm blaming me because I didn't do what I needed to do in order to hit the number. Okay? Um, are you making excuses for why you don't have what you want? So I don't have money. Or, um, oh, God, I can't take time off um, because of this and this and this. Or I can't have that because, right? Anytime you're making excuses, you're also not taking responsibility. There are no excuses. Right? You know, there may be legit excuses, but you, in the end, they don't matter. Right? So you've got to watch. You've got to be vigilant with your head about what are you saying when it comes to getting what you want. And whatever you're doing, you got to stop it. you got to stop it right away. 
Now, in your business, now here's a place for those of you, let's, you know, I'm, I'm, there's not going to be a whole lot of business here. There's going to be a little bit, but not a whole lot. But here in your business, here's one of the places where I see people just not taking 100% responsibility. And that is they don't know their damn numbers. How could you be in business and not know your numbers? How could you not know what a lead costs you? How could you not know what your sales conversions are? How can you not know lifetime customer value? You know, I deal with a lot of plumbers. Some of you listening are probably plumbers. And I do this exercise with, with them when I, do my, when I do presentations and webinars. It's like, all right, let's figure out. I did this with a group like a few weeks ago. I was shocked. 80% of the people on the call did not know the lifetime customer value. They're plumbers. You've got to know your lifetime customer in every business. Because by knowing that number, how many other numbers now do you know? For those of you that are running sales and marketing organizations that just happen to sell roofing, windows, siding, bath, one day bathrooms, whatever it is, what's your NSLI? Net sale to lead issued. It's an important number. It's one of the critical numbers of your business. How many people know, don't know their gross profit? It just amazes me, right? And then you're their net profit. So taking responsibility means, hey, I got to know what's going on. I don't know what's going on in here. I got to know what's going on in my business, right? The most successful people I know don't make excuses. They don't blame anybody for their lot in life. They know their numbers, right? They take 100% responsibility. And by the way, the other part of that, remember I said there's two things. There's two things. One is they take 100% responsibility. The second thing is that they are abundance thinkers. They don't think that because I made a dollar, that means I got to take a dollar away from somebody else. Abundance thinking means that there's enough for all of us. If I want a million, there's you know there's enough for me to have a million and you to have a million and them to have a million for everybody to have a million. There's enough for everybody to have a billion. Right? That's abundance thinking. You take that. And you, put, and you add that to personal respon- or 100% responsibility, personal responsibility, now you've got a powerful combination. Right? Those are the happiest people I know. The most miserable people I know are, again, the opposite. They abdicate all responsibility to the world, to stuff outside of themselves, and they believe that there is lack in the world, that there's only so much. And I'm not going to get my, you know, whatever's coming or whatever's available. Just not. Number three, another important one. You are 100% committed to achieving the outcome you want. 100% committed. I love this quote from Dennis Waitley. Losers make promises. They often break. Winners make commitments. They always keep. Now, I love this. I've show I, I this is one of the things I show in, in a lot of my presentations. It is from WH Murray and it's about commitment. Right? And I can't say it any better. So I'm just gonna read this to you. Okay? Until one is committed, there is hesitancy. The chance to draw back always ineffectiveness. Okay? So if you're not hundred percent committed you can pull back. Right? You can say uh you know, not working. Concerning all acts of initiative, 
and creation, there is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans. By the way, I love the way he says that, splendid plans. Because wouldn't having all of your, everything you want in life, wouldn't that just be splendid? But this is what kills it. This is what kills it for most people. That when, that the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. Now you can substitute providence for whatever you want. God, the universe, infinite intelligence, the force, whatever you want to put in there. He's using the word providence. Okay? That the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. So once you are committed, everything around you starts to shift. And all sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. Now think about something. Think about the best things that have ever happened to you in your entire life. The greatest things. Could you have ever planned them out? Could you have ever said, if I do this, then I do that, then I do this, then I do this, then I do that, I'm going to get to this. I don't know about you, but all of the best stuff that's happened to me, in my life, I could not have planned. I could not have foreseen how they occurred. Okay? But my job, and I've come to, you know, after all of these years, I've come to know this. My job is only to put out what I want. Right? I'm going to give you the formula here in, in, a, in a little bit. But put out what I want and be 100% committed to getting to that result. Doing whatever it takes. Okay? That's what commitment is. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from the decision. Once you make that decision, right, a whole stream of events starts to happen. Raising one in raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings and material assistance. It's basically saying Everything you need in order to accomplish what you want will start to form, will start to come together. And here he says in the end, which no man could have dreamt would have come his way. So really powerful. This encapsulates, you know, everything that you could want in your life. It's right here. You know, here he lays it out beautifully. Right? Commitment. Any time, by the way, any time somebody doesn't get what they want, it's, I shouldn't say any time, but almost any time somebody doesn't get something that they want, it's because they have not made the decision to commit to it 100%. Whatever it happens to be, whether it's making money, losing weight, this is where you see this a lot. You see this a ton in making money and losing weight. Because you could say all day long, Look, right now, I know I need to lose 10 or 11 pounds. But guess what? I haven't completely committed to it yet. Because if I completely committed to it, I would have a schedule, a workout schedule. I would take, you know, these are the things I know I would need to do. I would be committed to a workout schedule, and I would do that schedule no matter what. No matter what. I would get it done. I would eat not the crap that I've been eating, right? We know this, okay? Same thing with money, same thing with time, same thing with everything, 
right? If you're not committed, there's you almost you just made the job ten times harder, a hundred times harder. Dare I say, almost impossible. Number four. I'm putting a business one in here, and this is the only business one I'm putting in. All right, you understand the business you're really in. So in in our space, and really in every in every space, but let's just talk in the in the home improvement space. The the mentality of the most successful people are that I own a sales and marketing business that just happens to sell, and you fill in the blank. The work the work of a business is to create customers keep customers and multiply customers while earning a profit for you and your stakeholders. Okay, your stakeholders. Your stakeholders could be your partner, could be your family. In most cases, it's your family. This is the business. This is the job of the business. So some of the things to think about and some of the action steps to take is if this is a sales and marketing business, which it is, do you have a system for creating leads? Do you have a system for closing sales? Notice I say system. Do you have a system for delivering an amazing customer experience? And then, of course, do you have a system for pricing jobs properly, for doing all the finance the right way so that you earn the right profit? Is your business customer-centered? So every successful, sustainable business that I know for the long term that creates wealth for its owners comes from the relationships that they develop with their customers. Why is, right now, look at the most uh, valuable company in the world. What is it? Who is it? It's Apple. Why? Because, you know what? Because I have an iPhone. My wife has an iPhone. But my kids have iPhones. Um, the, the computer that I'm on right now is an iMac. We have one, two, three, four. We have seven or eight other iMacs. In here, we have iPads. My kids have iPads. We are diehard. I love them. I use their software. I use iTunes. It's customer-centered. Steve Jobs was all about the customer. Now, that's an extreme example, right? Most valuable company in the world. But what can we learn from them? So same thing in your business. Are you taking a short view or are you taking a long view? Are you thinking about what can I get out of them today? Or are you thinking about what are they worth to me over years. So do you have a system for getting them to come back and buy more? Do you have a system for getting referrals? And here's a biggie. The most successful people that I know in any business work on their business, not only in their business. Okay? Some of them will work a little bit in their business. I work a little bit in my business, but mostly I have to work on it. I have systems and processes, all the day-to-day -day stuff. I don't get involved in. I don't send emails. Although today, thousands of emails are going to go out for hundreds of customers. I don't do it. Mail. There's tons of mail going out today. I don't even know all of it. I don't have to because we have a system. It just goes. So what I have to work on is I have to work on the business. Where are we going? What are we doing? Next. How are we going to make more money? Right? How are we going to grow our sales and grow our profits? That's what I work on. Right? What do we need in order to make that happen? What relationships do we need? How much money do we need? You know, number five. This is this is a big. Now, as by the way, I I really spent a ton of time trying to put these into some sort of ascending order of importance. 
Okay, so that's I should have probably said that at the beginning. But number five is you control your time, where you spend your time, who you spend your time with, what you do with your time. Gain control of your time, and you will gain control of your life. Now, I know a lot of business owners are doing a lot of stuff in their business that they shouldn't be doing, which, by the way, I'm just as guilty of this. There are things, and I'm catching myself, and I'm, work, I'm always working on how do I fire myself. I'm always working on, I'm always asking myself that question. How do I fire myself from doing this? If it's not one of the things that I should be doing as me, as the owner of my company, so you're never going to make the money that you want to make if you don't take control over how and where and really who you spend your time with. So the faster you figure out that it actually costs you more money not to hire or delegate or outsource or create a process, a system, then you're just not going to be able to get where you want. Right? Time is the critical factor. We all have the same. You've heard this a hundred times. We all have the same amount. You know, whether you're a billionaire or a thousandaire, we all have the same amount of time. We can't replace time. You know, we can replace money, right? We can't replace time. You've heard all of this before, but you got to get serious about it. So when looking at the business, which is really where we spend most of our time, this is where you've got to start tackling these issues. So systems, does your business rely on you to operate? You know, I talk to, I talk to people that are some clients, some not clients, who everything in their business swirls around them. That's the worst possible thing you could do. I, I could leave my business, right? I'm leaving Friday, tomorrow actually. I have a meeting. I'm going to be out of the office most of the day, and then I go on vacation. I'll be gone for a week. Right? I won't be back in the office until the 24th. Guess what? I could be gone another three weeks. The business is still going to operate. There will not be, you won't even miss me. Oh, people will be happy. They're going to be happy that I'm not here for a little while. Right? That's how it is with a lot of us. They get a little break. But does your business rely on you to operate? Are you, does everything have to go through you? Are you the chief salesperson? Are you the chief production manager? Are you the chief, you know, whatever? Or does your business rely on systems, right? Systems. So you look at, you look at my buddy Brian Elias, 1-800-Hansons, that business is all systems. They're doing 80, I don't know, they're on their way to $100 million a year. It doesn't all swirl around Brian. He doesn't want it to all swirl around him. In fact, he doesn't want any of it. He wants the system so that he can do the pieces of the business that he is uniquely talented at doing. You have to find what you are uniquely talented at in the business. Now, don't tell me it's sales because you're only, your business will only grow so far if you are the chief salesperson. Right? Don't tell me it's production. Don't tell me it's actually out there doing the work. You will never get rich. You always have a cap. You will always have a ceiling. I, in this, in, in the, so we work a lot with 
the uh, exterior remodeler, we work a lot with plumbers and HVAC. Okay, the exterior remodeler, the biggest time issue there, and the one of the biggest uh, things that holds them back from growth is that the salesperson, the main salesperson, is the owner of the business. That's what holds them back from growing. You can only get, if you are the main salesperson in your business, you there's a cap to how much you can do. And it's somewhere in the $2 million. I have a client that's, you know, he sells a couple million and he's got guys that sell a couple million, so they're doing four. But that's really like, you know, that's kind of the cap. For most companies, the cap is somewhere around $2 million. You can make a good living, and if that's what you want, more power to you. But if you want to grow... You're stuck. You just can't. You know, somebody like a Brian Elias, he doesn't go out and sell. He's not going out running leads every day. He's got people for that. If he wants to, he can. But that's the beauty of having your own business, isn't it? You want to, you could do whatever the hell you want to do. You want to run leads today? Go run leads today. But if it's depending on you, you got problems. So here are some things that you can do. Number one, starting today, carefully track how you're spending your time. What are you doing all day? Who are you doing it with? It's also important. You've got to measure who you're doing it with. Eliminate those activities that you can pay somebody. You know, you got to figure, but if it's $50 an hour or less, it should be a no-brainer. Hire somebody else. Let them do it. I had a, a guy when we, were, um, when we did Accelerate here earlier this year came up to me and he heard me um, do this before and he said, Brian, you know, I figured out that I work 2,000 hours a year, 2,000 hours a year. My goal is to make $200,000 a year. So he said, basically what I did was anything that is not a $100 an hour activity I've now given to somebody else. I've hired somebody else to do it or I've outsourced it or whatever. I was like, congratulations. That is awesome. Same thing with you. What are you doing in your business that you should not be doing that you can give to somebody else that frees you up to do the important things in the business, the things that give you leverage? What I learned about free time through the Strategic Coach Program, which is an awesome program. Dan Sullivan is, I mean, he's something else. He does a podcast now. Um, you can get information from the strategic coach. They've got a lot of tools and things. He does these little books. These are just some of the books that he puts out. Um, every quarter, his goal now is to put out one of these little books every quarter. I buy them every quarter. Um, but when I went into the strategic coach program, the first thing they have you do is start scheduling free time. Start taking time off. Because by the time you by the time most people get there. They're working themselves to death. I was one of those. I was working myself to death. And he says for a free day, he calls it a free day, is a 24-hour period from 12 midnight to 12 midnight where you do nothing in that has to do with your business. Now, I was like, damn, really? I got to schedule because I'd go on vacation, but I was still working. I'd take phone calls, you know, voicemail, you know, whatever. When I learned that, I said, all right, I'm going to start taking these free days. It changes your life. It changes your life. So now, you know, next week I go on vacation. I ain't checking the email. Sorry, you know, but I'm not checking email. I have nothing to do except have fun with my family and my friends, right? 
So you've got to schedule your free time. The other thing you got to schedule is your focus time, the time that you are focused on growing your business. And growing your business does not mean running leads. Growing your business does not mean going and fixing a leaky faucet. By the way, that's where plumbers get stuck. Plumbers get stuck in the truck of going out and doing the work themselves. I was in that situation. Luckily, I knew that I had to get myself out of that. I knew that the one truck model when I was back in the carpet cleaning business, I knew that that was, you know, that wasn't going to work for me because there was a limit to how much money you could make. But most, but so many people are stuck in that one or two or three truck mentality where the owner is actually one going out and doing the work. You shouldn't be. You need to be focused on how you grow that business so it's not dependent on you. So it's a finely tuned machine that's working while you're gone. And it's making money while you're gone. By the way, while I'm gone next week, I'm going to make money. I just know. What do you do in that focus time? Well, one of the things you do is you start developing systems and processes for your business. If you don't have them in place, these are the things that you're working on. How do you? I created a whole franchise company by building processes and systems for a business that I had. The reason we built the systems is because I didn't want to do the work. I wanted a system. I want. When I first got into that business, it was just an investment. Just an investment. It wasn't somewhere I was going to work, but I knew that if I need to put my money in, I need to start the business, but I also need to systemize the business so that I didn't need to be there. And we did that. We did it so well that we ended up franchising that business. I kind of followed um, Emit's advice, Michael Gerber's advice. You know, develop the franchise prototype. Well, we developed it, and then we ended up selling it. And then a big thing is eliminate distractions. Eliminate distractions. I'll tell you, I battle distractions all day long with this stupid thing, with the internet. I battle it all day long. What I don't have, which is kind of cool, with which a lot of you have to deal with, is people knocking on your door. I don't, I don't really have that. I get, you know, a couple times a week somebody distracts me, and it's usually my business partner. Don't tell her I said that. But for the most part, people don't distract me. Um, but technology does, and my, you know, ADD mind goes off in eight different directions. Okay, that's number five. Two more to go, um, and we're going to get deep now. Number six and number seven, we're going to go really deep into this, and we're going to wrap it all up and put it together. Number six is you control your mind. Control your mind. This is one of the hardest things that you will ever do in your life. The Buddha said, "Rule your mind, or it will rule you." It's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Okay. Now here's here's what I know about all of us. All of us. Okay. There are thoughts and beliefs that hold us back from living our best life. Thoughts and beliefs that hold us back from living our best life. And generally, generally, um, those will be in the areas of me, meaning shit that I say about myself to myself, money. You know, the caps that we put or what other people might think or, you know, that sort of thing. Time, well, I can't leave my business for a week. What are you, crazy? It'll all fall apart. And people, people, how am I going to get a salesperson that's going to sell as good as I am? How am I going to get a technician that's going to do as good a job as me? Those are self-limiting beliefs. Those are things that are holding you back from living your best life. And what it does is, you know, it puts you in a prison. 
you want to, you know, one of the worst things that we do to ourselves is we put ourselves into prison cells. And it's tough to get out of them. So here's kind of how creation is going to work. You know, what you focus on expands and is what you're going to get more of. So you start with the thoughts that you have. Those are going to lead to beliefs that you create. Those beliefs are then going to turn into actions. Those actions are then going to turn into your habits. And those habits are what are going to give you your results. Now, the successful people, you know, whatever, again, wherever you want to put somebody, their thought patterns are different. Their belief structures are different. The actions that they take are different, right? So some of the things that kill us is asking ourselves the wrong questions. So one of the things that happens is when we decide that we want something and we say, okay, I want to commit to it, but what happens in between the wanting and the commitment is we start to ask ourselves the worst possible question we can ask. And that is, how? Worst question you could ask. Like, how? How am I ever going to get this? How am I ever going to get my 1965 Mustang fastback? I mean, I got to do this. I got to do that. How am I going to increase my profits when I have such a hard time generating leads? How can I take more time off when I can barely afford to pay myself? How am I going to find a salesperson, a technician, an installer, an office manager, or a bookkeeper that's as good as me? These are all the things that we've got programmed inside of us that are holding us back. And so what has to happen is you've got to take control of that. Again, what you focus on, and we said this at the very beginning, you're a magnet. What we focus on is what you'll get more of. So if you're focusing on asking yourself bad questions, you're just it's just going to perpetuate itself. You are going to find all kinds of evidence that's going to prove you right because that's what our mind does to us. Now, there's also what the mind will do to us once we set a new kind of desire or intention or wanting something. And what it's going to do is it's going to, like, pull you back. It's going to pull you back into where you are comfortable and safe. You've heard it called your comfort zone. Now, here is the thing that kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, I wish it was easier. It's not. But here's the thing that sucks. Everything that you want is just right outside of your comfort zone. Now, I hate when people say it. You know, don't you hate it too? But it's true. Everything you want is outside of your comfort zone. Right now, as you're sitting and where you are, you are comfortable. You are comfortable. If you are not comfortable, if you are uncomfortable, then you're growing. Okay? So those of you that are listening here that are, that are still with me, I know I've gone over, but this is an important topic, so I'm going to keep going. You guys are all still here. But where you are right now, you are uncomfortable, then you're growing. Now, when you put out there, and I keep using the Mustang as, as my example, okay, this is something I've wanted for 20, uh, 20 plus years. I've wanted this classic car, okay, for whatever reason. It means something to me, 
okay? But it's something I want. I want it because I want it, right? The first thing that happens when you put that desire in your mind is resistance. See, there's the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. Now, I can't go into the whole thing here, but here's what I will tell you. Your subconscious mind is the thing that rules you, that runs your day-to-day life. The conscious mind is the stuff that you can actually like, okay, my conscious mind knows that I'm looking at a camera, that I'm presenting to all of you. My subconscious mind in the background not only is running my whole body, but it's also thinking, man, you know, um, do do what are people thinking as you're as you're presenting this stuff? Do they think you're weird? Do um, a, am I getting through to people? Um, uh, am I running over time? That's what my subconscious mind is doing, and what it wants to do is it wants to keep me safe. That's its job. It has one job. Well, actually, a couple jobs, but the main job is to keep me safe. But safe will not get you to where you want to go. And so you have to fight your subconscious mind in order to get where you want to go. Now, this is hard work. I've been doing it for 30 years. And I've got, aside from this, I've got some other tools and resources to help you. I'm going to give you some strategies here. But if this is something that you really want to go, like, crazy deep with this, I have other, and you can you can uh, get to me back, you know, offline. The other thing that's going to happen is not only is your subconscious mind going to battle with you and fight you, uh, but people around you might also. And you've got to be prepared for that. You have to be prepared for that. Now, in order for you, some of the action steps that you need to take in order to really start to take control of your mind, because, look, whatever you tell yourself is the truth. Whatever you, whatever you are talking about inside of your head, whatever limits you're putting on yourself are true. That's just it. That's how your life is. Now, if you want to change that, you have to change that conversation. So one of the first things you got to do is you got to identify the stories that you tell yourself. you got to identify the beliefs that are holding you back. And then you got to start rewiring your brain. And I'm going to give you some strategies for doing this. Again, it's not easy work. But if you want to get what you want to get, you got to do it. And it really all kind of starts with understanding why do I really want it? Why do I want more money? Why do I want more time off? Why do I want the thing? Why do I want a 1965 Mustang Fastback? I'm not going to give you all my reasons, but let's just say I got them. Belief is so important here. Belief, what you believe. If you don't believe that something is possible for you, then you're, then you're right. It's not. I think it was Henry Ford that said, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. Gandhi said, if I have the belief that I can do it, I shall surely acquire the capacity to do it, even if I may not have it at the beginning. Think about how much that sounds like the commitment uh, quote that I read you. They're saying the same basic kind of things. They're giving you the clues of how you get where you want to go and what you want. Now, here's the truth of it. To achieve something you've never done before, you're going to have to become someone you've never been before. And that ain't easy, my friends. It's a lot of work. The last thing, secret number seven. Secret number seven is probably one of the, um, I, I, I put it as number seven because it's, it's way up there in importance, is you take massive, unrelenting, 
action. You move towards your goal, outcome, result, desire, whatever it happens to be that you want. Success is not going to come from doing what everyone else does. Most people, and look, no slight to anybody. I love everybody. But if you look out in the world, the majority of people are walking through life asleep. They do the minimum to get by. This is the majority of people. Sorry, but I'm almost 50 years old, so I've, you know, I've experienced a lot. I see it all around me. I see it in my family. I see it in my environment here. I see it in businesses and companies that I work with. But success is not going to come from doing what everyone else does. Success comes from, do, from the willingness to do the things that other people won't do. Commitment is something most people won't do. That's why most people don't have what they want. Taking the steps to get where you want to go, taking those actions, that's what's going to get the ball rolling. Once you make your connection, you, your, your uh, commitment, now you've got to make that move towards your goal. You've got to take the first step. Now, Martin Luther King Jr. said, I, I love this quote, he said, faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. So what this is saying is don't ask yourself how it's going to happen. It's not your job to figure out how. It's your job to take the first step. And then the second step will be revealed to you, and then it's up to you to take that second step. But the thing is, you've got to be moving forward, and it's going to be bumpy. You're not always going to know what to do next, but you have to just keep moving. Your faith is going to be tested. Now, faith is a really important part of all of this. I didn't get into it, but it's in it's it's. It's so it's so ingrained in all of this, um, but your faith will be tested. And when it's tested, then you got to look back and say, but how bad do I really want it? Do I really want a million dollars? Do I really want to lose 10 pounds? Do I really want to take three weeks off? You have to believe in what you want so bad that it has no choice but to show up in your life. You've got to want it like, Bad, really bad. Remember, Napoleon Hill called it a burning desire. Not a wish, not a hope, or wouldn't it be nice if, no, a burning desire, right? And you continue moving forward in faith, in expectancy. You have to expect it to come to you. You have to expect that it's on its way. So that's what keeps you moving forward. And you've got to be grateful. You be grateful that it's already here until one day it's right there in front of you. So here are your action steps. Keeping in mind that we are, like I said at the beginning, we're magnets. We're magnets. Everything that's happening in your life is a result of what's happening inside of you, what you're thinking, what you believe, the actions that you take. So make them purposeful. Make them move you towards what you want. So write down what you want. Be specific. Decide if you really want it, like you really, really want it. Know that everything is going to start and end with you. What you think, what you feel, what actions you take. 100% responsibility. It's all on you, whether you get it or you don't get it. 
Hold the picture of the outcome in your mind and use it as your fuel for taking action. Now, there's lots of ways to do this, all right? Holding it in your mind. Meditation. Meditation, just get quiet. Visualization. Visualize yourself. So I'm going to use my... I'm going to use my car as an example. So one thing, one clue that I'm going to give you about this is what did I do? I didn't have the car, but what I did was I got myself a trigger. I got myself something that reminds me every single day of what I want. And it sits right over there on that table, right there on that table. Okay, So it's there every day. At home, by the way, at home, I have a picture. We have a board at home where we put stuff, and um, Addie's really good at this. She she puts this stuff up, and she's been she's been hitting her stuff that she wants. She created a really cool vision board, and so I tacked on my dad's original picture of his car. And he had this car, the '65 Mustang Fastback in green. All right, so it's kind of all around me, and I hold the picture in my mind, and then you move forward, you move forward towards that goal. So like, for example, again, with the car. So what are some ways that you could move forward? So I go online and I look for, even when I couldn't afford it, I'm going, I'm see, how much did, how much are they? What are the options that are available out there in the marketplace? Where are the cars? You know, how much are they selling for? So I was taking actions. And then, you know, in your head, I know it's going to happen. I just knew it's going to happen. I'm going to have this car. It's just a matter of the right time, right? And then you have to live in gratitude, right? So the thing is, is I want this thing. Whatever it happens to be, a million dollars. I want a $3 million business that nets, you know, 15%. I want to make half a million dollars a year. Whatever it is that you want. I want to take, you know eight weeks off a year to spend with my friends and family or in service, whatever it is that you want, it's got to become, you have to make it real in here. It's got to be real. Otherwise, it's not going to be drawn to you. Okay? It has to be real. So some of the other things you could do is write. You know, when I wanted to change my income, I would sit down and I would write, I'm so happy and grateful now that I earn Boom, boom, boom. You know, whatever the number was. I've done this exercise with people too, by the way. It's amazing how it works. You can use affirmations. The thing is, is you have to rewire the, 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 the fight that's going on inside of your, your head. And the important thing too is you've got to invest in yourself. Read seminars, join a mastermind group, uh, be with people that are going to hold you accountable. I have my mastermind meeting is, is tomorrow with my group here locally. Um, I may be joining another one that's more national. It's got people from all around the country. These are the things that you've got to be, you've just got to be laser focused on, I got, I want this and nothing is going to stop me from getting it until it becomes real. Right? Now, um, there's this cool book, um, that, um, I found, I don't know, a couple years ago. It's called The Miracle Morning. And it's a really simple premise. I, you know, get the book. You can support the guy. Hal Elrod is his name. Um, but here's basically the whole book. All right, I'm giving you the whole book. Get up one hour early every morning. Okay? So you've got 60 minutes. 
and you take 10-minute blocks. So 10 minutes for meditation, 10 minutes visualization, 10-minute affirmations, 10 minutes writing. Like uh, One of the things, that, uh, what I would do is I, I just say, I'm so happy and grateful now that. Use 10 minutes for reading something inspiring. I'm going to give you some books, uh, some ideas for books. Listen to stuff that will inspire you, uh, podcasts. Um, I listened to um, when I was going through kind of tough times and my faith was really tested um, and my belief structures were really tested. I would listen to Joel Osteen. And 10 minutes to exercise, 10 minutes to get your body moving. He calls it the miracle morning. Um, it really is is awesome. Um, here are some, some resources for you in terms of books. I'm going to give you right now, there's a whole bunch of them, um, and if you want this list, just contact my office, and I will get you out an email with the list of all of these books. But I'll tell you, there's, there's two, um, there's, well, there's a few of them, but um, there's two of them that I cannot recommend to you more. One is a book called You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. You Are a Badass. Um, she just she just released a book called You Are a Badass at Making Money. I love that book too. But the You Are a Badass book I have given as gifts. I've given to my nephews, my nieces. Um, it really is an awesome book. It takes so much of what we're talking about here, and just her style, the way she lays it out for you is just awesome. And then there's another book that I actually have. Um, I go to regularly. It's one of those books where it's it's in my in my nightstand in the drawer, and it's called Spiritual Economics. Um, the author is Eric Butterworth. He was a preacher, a pastor, whatever he was, preacher, pastor, whatever he he, he is. But it's very, it, it's not very religious, but it's got some in it. I try and stay, you know, kind of, you know, in the middle um, when I do these. Um, things so whatever your faith is um, doesn't matter really um, but that book is also one of the best books I've ever read about um, attraction the law of attraction um, each of the you'll notice a lot of these titles a happy pocket full of money is also a really good book um, a lot of them are about money. Bob Proctor, it's not about the money. David Nagel, The Millions Within. These are all great books. But again, it's not only about the money. It's also about, it's also about applying these principles to getting really whatever it is that you want in your life. Um, another guy that I really recommend studying is Jim Rohn. Uh, when I was young, uh, just started in business, a friend of mine said, hey, uh, there's a seminar that my company is sending me to. Do you want to go with me? I'm like, all right, sure, great. It was a, I think it was a two-day or a three-day seminar, and the guy was this guy, Jim Rohn, and he was just amazing. Anything you can get, you can go to YouTube and you can get his full seminars, hours and hours and hours of content. Um, he's dead now, but he, he really was uh, the man, and he said, work harder on yourself. Work harder on yourself than you do on your job or on your business. And no truer words were spoken. Because a lot of this stuff that I that we went over today is not so much about the uh, mechanics of business as much as the mechanics of controlling us and what goes on inside of our heads. Um, by the way, as an aside, 
um, I kept bringing up the Mustang, the Mustang, the Mustang. Um, as soon as I am done with you all today, um, I'm going to my bank uh, because I have to send a wire to Las Vegas um, because I just bought a 1965 Mustang Fastback. It is pretty much uh, very close to um, uh, this this one, the model that I have on my desk. The only problem with it is it is the wrong color. Uh, it's the wrong color, so I'm going to have to get it painted, but I'm okay with that. But after 20-something years, I finally got the one, one thing that I wanted for me, that I just really wanted for me, and it was using a lot of these principles and ideas. Everything I've shared with you is all stuff that I've used to attract into my life a successful business, a great family, money, stuff, all of it. So I hope that this has been helpful for you. All right, so that's it for today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a new way? Did it spark an idea or ideas you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. Now, before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. And a favor. I'd really appreciate it if you'd go to iTunes and post a review of this podcast. Let us know how we're doing. The Wealthy Contractor Podcast is brought to you by G4 Marketing Group, where we help contractors of all kinds create customers, keep customers, and multiply their customers and profits. If you're interested in reaching new levels of success for your company, visit www.gfourmarketing.com. Or just call us at 305-856-8788 to schedule your free, no-obligation, wealthy contractor strategy session. Now, during this strategy session, we're going to look at eight key performance factors in your business, and we're going to help you uncover opportunities for growth, for leads, for sales, and for profit. And finally... We started the Wealthy Contractor as a resource to help you, the home improvement entrepreneur, regardless of where you are on the wealthy scale, get where you want to go. We want to provide you with the motivation, the confidence, the resources, and the tools so you too can live the life of the Wealthy Contractor. Now, the Wealthy Contractor is a place where it's okay for you to want it all. In fact, it's not only okay it's encouraged. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing Group.